all the nutrition information out there today. Everything's conflicting, completely confusing. How are we supposed to be healthy if even the experts can't agree? This is Outspoken Nutrition. I'm your host, Laura Timbrook, and we're going to break it all down. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Today, we are going to be talking about heart health. And the month of February is really the month that we focus a lot on heart health. You'll see it all over the news media, but I actually wanted to take a little bit of a different spin on it. And I want to talk about stress and heart health. Most of the time we think of heart health as not eating saturated fats, exercising, you know, the good life balances. But what we forget to realize is how much stress affects our body. And I think it's so interesting because oftentimes we know we're stressed out and we get it. We just don't understand how much of an impact stress can have on something like heart health. You know, stress is one of those things that regardless of illness, disease, issue, stress is always playing a major, major role. And the same thing is when we talk about heart health. I mean, there is literally something called the broken heart syndrome. And it's essentially where you get really bad news that it actually damages your heart temporarily, it looks like. But it's real. So we do know stress can play a major factor. And actually, there's a lot of research going on in the role stress plays in inflammation. They're finding that stress does cause inflammation. And we know inflammation plays such a big part in our overall health and disease management and disease prevention and just overall being healthy. We hear about anti-inflammatory diets every time and, you know, everything has anti-inflammatory and it's so much that we keep bringing it up, but we forget that stress factor. You know, heart health is something I hold very near and dear to my heart personally. Um, My father has heart disease, but even more than that, I lost my grandmother when I was 14 years old. She was my best friend. She was my confidant. She meant so much to me, and she died from a massive heart attack. Now, she wasn't healthy. She had diabetes. She actually had complications from diabetes that she actually lost a toe. So she was never healthy. She was overweight, but she was fairly active. And I'm not saying active in the exercise, but she went to work every day. She came home and at 74, she dropped dead. So for me, it's really important that we focus on heart health because I do have a very strong family history of heart health. But You know, we focus, like I said, so much on that diet and that food and that exercise, which we need to, but we often don't look at stress and sleep as another area when it comes to heart health. So today we're going to be talking about stress and the role it plays in your heart. Now we already briefly spoke about broken heart disease or broken heart syndrome. So you do understand that stress really can cause quite the number of damage. But, and in that broken heart syndrome, we're really dealing with acute stress. This is stress that let's say somebody, maybe a child died and the mom suffers from this broken heart syndrome, something that's horrible stress. And it comes on fast. 
And that's what's kind of that broken heart syndrome. But what we have to look at for us as the day-to-day stress and how is that impacting our heart health. And we do know that this stress triggers a whole lot of things, whether it's inflammation, poor eating habits, lack of working out. A lot of times when we're stressed, we tend to go towards more comfort type foods. And we know those comfort type foods are generally higher in saturated fat, higher in carbs, high in cholesterol. And, you know, they're just not the healthiest foods. And while on occasions they're fine, when we find ourselves in that chronic stress condition, those once in a while foods become more of a day-to-day basis. And that's where we really see a lot of heart issues when we're not following a good diet, when we're not exercising, and we're not managing our stress. And stress management really comes in two waves. There's the initial management part of it where we have to kind of handle that stress as it's coming in. But then there's the resiliency part of it that is looking at stress as stress comes that we know how to deal with it in the future so we don't find ourselves in that pit of stress. So we really want, when we deal with stress management on two levels. Now, all that aside, what the hell can we do with increasing our resiliency and help managing our stress that we could do on an everyday basis? Because I would love to tell you that our lives, we can remove stress. But if COVID has taught us nothing, it's that the stress keeps going, whether it's stress from being home with your spouse, your kids, homeschooling, working from home. There is so much that we're dealing with. But you know what? Let's face it. In life, there is always going to be those stressors. And we know stressors, things from relationships to financial to work, it's all compounding. And I, you're, as much as I'd like to say, your stress from work will go away, your stress from this, let's be honest, it's a bunch of bullshit, you're always going to have it. So let's see on how we can handle it. So a couple simple approaches. Last week on the Manufacturing Wellness Podcast, we actually talked with Connor Moriarty from Reset Outdoors, and he gave us some really good information on just being out in nature. So I urge you, if you want to listen to the episode in the full, Manufacturing Wellness, um, Nature to Build Resiliency is the title, but I'm going to kind of sum it up here. So really what he was recommending is 20 minutes a day outside. And it's so impactful, you know, just think about when you go out for a hike. And I see this a lot in when I'm working with the workforce and manufacturing. We're dealing with a high population of men. And generally, a lot of them are hunters and fishermen. And for them, getting out in nature and slowing down, it's interesting because so oftentimes you'll just see them take a deep breath, even just talking about fishing It's like an immediate reaction. And that's what even Connor was saying, that it's just, it's so relaxing. So if you can get out in nature, 20 minutes a day or two hours a week is really preferred. And that helps build your resiliency. It it helps, you know, just manage that stress without trying to focus on, you know, the meditation and all of that if you're not into that. Now, if you are into the meditation, there are some really cool apps out there. And each week I keep getting bombarded with meditation apps. And actually one, I I have to honest, and I don't even know the name of it, but I watched the clip reel 
for like five minutes straight and I didn't even realize I was doing it. It was basically where it looked like a sheet of a metal and it was like a knife slicing through it and then this metal would fall on like a stamp and it would just do it again. And it was so relaxing. I could tell you I watched that way too long for it just being a commercial, but it's things like that. So there's all kinds of meditation apps that you're not really meditating. I will tell you, and I know there's everybody talks about how great meditation is, and I'm not dissing meditation here, but I will, I have found that meditation for a lot of people becomes stressful before it becomes stress relieving. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, how many times have you tried to sit down and meditate and that monkey brain is going and you're like trying to shut that down so I could focus on my breathing you're stressing yourself out by trying to shut the monkey brain down and what I tell people if you're not meditation's not your thing sitting on a pillow and breathing that's okay there's plenty of ways that we can meditate that we're not forcing ourselves to be stressed out to do something that's supposed to be relieving stress and I think a lot of those videos now are starting to work on that but if you're not a fan of that there is going for a walk and just listening to the noise around you Going for a car ride, you know, I just realized we have a 68 Mustang and me and my husband do a lot of car rides in that 68 Mustang and just, we don't even have the radio on, we're just listening to the motor noise, the noise outside, the exhaust noise, and it's just quiet. And now that the winter has come and she's kind of put away for the winter, I've realized how much of that was meditative. So get in your car, go for a ride. If you can keep the windows down to hear the outside noise, that's great. If not, don't freeze your ass off just trying to (laughs) reduce the stress because that will cause more stress if you're freezing. But maybe just keep the radio off and just focus on the noise of your car, the rumble of its motor. Going for a walk, taking the dog for the walk, just sitting quietly laying down. If that sometimes as moms and parents, the only thing we want is five minutes to ourselves. You know, I remember the first day my kids, all my kids and my husband were gone since COVID. It was one day. I got one day out of this and really only a couple hours because my husband had a dentist appointment. But the moment they all left the house, I literally laid down on my kitchen floor like a starfish because nobody was there and it was quiet. So find things that you enjoy that's peaceful and that's quiet. The next thing we really want to focus on is getting moving. And again, if we combine the going for a walk with the exercise, you get two for the price of one, right? I mean, come on. But if that's not your thing and maybe you like lifting weights or whatever your kind of exercise is, That is a way to help relieve stress. And we don't have to do a lot of it. 15 minutes a lot of times will help reduce that stress, will help us relax. Maybe even you're not a big fan of heavy, hard workouts. Even a simple 10 to 15 minute stretching will help alleviate some of that stress. Then we really want to focus on kind of unplugging and building those boundaries. You know, are you finding yourself, you're working much later than you should be now that you're home. 
Are you, even when you step out of your office, are you back on your phone reading something? Really taking time to unplug and be present. Again, if we were going hiking, you get all in one. I think that's one of the reasons why something like walking and hiking is so important because you could do the meditation, your exercise, and unplugging all at one time. So if you only have 20 minutes, it is the best bang for your buck. But if you can't, just to find a way to unplug. And you know, this helps build relationships too. Because when we're putting the phones away, we're more likely to have a conversation with our spouse or have a conversation with our children. I have often find, and I hate to, that I'm even going to admit this, but I have so many times my son will come over to me and sit next to me and he would take my phone out of my hand and put it next to me and goes, mom, I just want to talk for a little bit. Now, the fact that it actually has to get to the point that my son has to take my phone away is a little depressing because it shouldn't be that way. And I'm focusing more on how to be present, but it's so hard, especially right now. We are so locked down. We are craving human connection. So really unplugging, find that time to unplug. And the good thing is, is the people around you will see you change by unplugging and they more likely will begin to unplug. And it's interesting too, a lot of our cell phones have that um, have that setting where you can see how much time you spend on your device. And it is staggering when you take a look at those statistics for yourself personally, because I would have never thought I would have been on my phone as much as I am. Now, when I'm at work, I'm generally not using my phone, so I take my work hours out of that. But those extra hours... I am on my phone a lot. So it really just allows us to see how much we need to be unplugging. And, you know, when we can all get together and we can all laugh, you know, having those human connections is another way to help relieve stress. But I know right now we probably can't have that all. I know I am itching to get out to a bar with some few friends and just laugh and have fun. I miss it. But we really need to be focusing on our heart health and focusing on that stress because as much as you'll hear in the next month about different things about your heart health and all of this that we're hearing, oftentimes stress gets missed in that conversation. And I want to put that at the forefront of that conversation. So remember, when you're focusing on heart health, stress plays a really big point. Focusing on, you know, just unplugging, being with friends, exercising, getting out and quieting our mind, whether it's from fishing to meditation. And these will help build not only our mental health, our resiliency, and keep our heart healthy. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And don't forget to eat your effing veggies. I'll talk to you all next week.